everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Oh, man, you guys. I got to sit with Roberto Valenzuela at WPPI a couple weeks ago, and it was legit. He's a force. He's one of those you-can't-stop-him-you-can-only-cope-to-contain-him type of guys. You know, he... He really knows his stuff. I love his philosophies. I love the way he looks at things. He's a great balance between an artist and a business person. He's a master at producing like incredible images, and he has a really strong acumen for numbers and value and time well spent as well. On top of that, he makes me laugh. Hard. Roberto is a canon explorer of light, which means he's also about teaching and teaching well. Get ready to laugh and learn, friends. Enjoy. You know what? We were talking about uh we were talking about this the other night and and because I was talking to Mike Hanline and he was like, You and I met Roberto at the same place at the same time. Epic dinner. You remember. I remember every thirty every five minutes of that dinner. We, One we, of the most <laughs> embarrassing evenings of my life. We, was it? I mean, the I stuff rem- that came out of everybody's mouth during right, that time. Right, but I, it was so it was awkward. <laughs> but I don't remember you doing anything in particular that was embarrassing for you outside of what everybody else was. That environment was an overwhelming amount of embarrassment for everybody. <laughs> you know, they, I, I couldn't have taken the grunt of, of, it all, of it all. We had to spread the embarrassment wealth around. I, re- <laughs> I remember... Um, Oh, I don't want to say their names because it's actually being recorded. But I remember a nice <laughs> yeah, young new <laughs> couple sitting there with us that in, in, in hindsight even did not say a word the whole time. Nice new couple. We had a few couples in there. There was. There was a few couples. We had a couple from New York, if you know what I mean. I do. I do. Uh, we had a couple from Australia, if you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> We had a, yeah, it's coming back to me. It was, it, I remember who me. was all there. It was, it was one of those yeah. epic dinners. And, and Mike and I were talking about it the other night and he was like, that's where we first met Roberto. And I was <laughs> like, I think you're right. I think yeah. that's the first time the I, first night, I yeah. actually like met you in person and I had, had dinner, dinner with, with Mike person. yesterday. Did you really? Yeah. At the strip steak. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You were at that dinner. I was, I, they were almost finishing and I was at the table next to them. So we just joined tables. Oh, so you get hooked you know, up yeah, afterwards. We, we, of course, talked about. You did talk of about course, that one. We, we, it, it goes without saying that you have to remember the good times is, in this industry. It is industry. one of those things that like it sticks in your mind. And you're like, you have like certain epic dinners that you'll just <laughs> never forget. And that was certainly one <laughs> yeah. of them. What is it that we can talk about today? Um, let's talk about putting some hot sauce on your photography work. Ooh. Yeah. Let's make it spicy, man. Nobody wants boring anymore. Let's awaken the senses. Yeah. Well, expand on that a little. Well, bit. you know, I think it's 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 all right there. You know, we when you eat food, you uh, if it's planned, you just eat it because you need the nutrition and you just move on with your life. But food can be nutritious and exciting. Photography is a necessity. We need photography for events, for portraits, for headshots, for business, for remembering special moments in our lives. But we seem to be in this in this. Um, in this kind of 
rut of allowing ourselves to let the technology do a lot of the a lot of the creativity and dictation and a lot of the stuff and and we're so excited about the technology that we forget that the creativity side and i feel like when i get up in the morning what gets me excited is what can i do to make my photo shoot today exciting for people when they see it like what what can awaken their senses what can be like Ooh, that's 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 something there. I want that kick in the tongue, you know, or chili, you know. I want that kick in the eyes for photography. That's what I would like more people to be able to do. So, are you saying that? Okay, so the, you have a you have a company like Canon that makes a camera that yeah. is incredible. That's right. Like what the what you can get mm -hmm. from a Canon camera today mm -hmm. is mind blowing, mm -hmm. and that applies to so many people like you, you don't have to it's not like it used to be it's it is in fact easier to get great content but are you talking about like next level stuff you the can hot even sauce, like the next level stuff i'm definitely talking about pushing yourself to a, a higher level than even above average yeah. and the technology today especially with canon's crazy amazing cameras are coming out with allows you to make it easier right. to get that hot sauce in your work right for example um, we could now uh, have a more personal relationship with the person that we are posing or the, or the subject we're photographing because we can now let the camera be away from our face while it's still tracking the eye. Oh. And because of that, we're able to actually have more of a interaction, personal interaction with the person without the camera being in between our faces. So this is actually, so, this is yeah. actually a perfect example of technology exactly. yeah. facilitating exactly. interpersonal relationships. Because yeah. everyone always complains about how technology is ruining no. interpersonal, like Facebook's destroying our yeah. relationships. So you're actually taking... I'm You're embracing the technology to create the hot it's, sauce. It's allowing yeah. you to interact more yeah. with your subject, yeah. with your client, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And not have to worry about what the output's going to be because you know the you know Canon's got it. You know that camera has got what you what you want. The camera's gonna do its job. Right. So now I wanna see more exciting expressions out of the subjects we're photographing. When we see photographs, the photographer can now have a much more intimate, much more personal relationship. He can communicate with him or her way better, way deeper. Why Why are we not seeing a result in the expression side? When we see the photos of the subjects these people are photographing, I think it's time to let the technology allow us to get more hot sauce out of those expressions, you know? Something that awakens you, you know? Something that says, that's emotional, that's exciting. There's a, a feeling I relate with. Um, instead of just, there's a person. There's just another person. What about the person? If you can have a conversation like we're talking right now face to face, right. we are able to discuss things. You can see my face. You can see my expression. Right. Um, You're this, not hidden behind. No, right. I don't have a pillow in front of my right. face, <laughs> you know? So, right, right. So, pillow, you know, camera, whatever it may be. Yeah, camera, pillow, you know. <laughs> uh, so I want to see photographers use the technology today that, you know, that Canon is putting to, putting out, especially with a crazy new R5 that's coming out, uh -huh. which is, I'm just like, wow, that's a, um, and see what we can, how we can push the creativity, the visual creativity. So when people see the photo, it awakens your senses somehow. So, so, so do photographers need to really focus on working, given that, do photographers need to focus work on working more on their interpersonal skills? Like, are you, <laughs> is it like, I need to work on my relationship skills? And I say that because, again, like you have all this 
kind of fighting against you with social media in particular and the, and the way that we're texting and that you're not even talking on the phone anymore with each other. You're just sending text, you know, and it's almost like if you call somebody, they want to know right away, like what, who died? Like what happened? <laughs> I'm getting a phone call from you. Why don't we just, so uh, it's like we have this skill set that we need to work on more since the technology's kind of got our backs, so to speak. Sort of. We need to work on our relationship, our, our in-person relationship skills. Is that fair to say? You know, do you think it is 100% fair? It's right on the, it's right on the dot, man. Okay. Uh, do you think a classical pianist would go to a concert and start playing and interpreting a classical piece in, in concert in front of 300 people that paid good money and he's doubting himself every time his fingers touch the, key, the uh, piano keys? Uh -huh. He's killing it because uh -huh. it's that stuff is engraved in his brain. Right. It's engraved in his finger muscle memory. Right. He is at the point where the technology or in, in this case, the, techni the virtuosity, the te right. technicality is so part of him yeah. that the only thing he has to do now is create that magic in the music. Its interpretation has to be on point. Mm -hmm. And then people get pumped up, you know, when they yeah. see this passion coming out. Yeah. That's the and soul. And there's that connection between yes. the audience and the artist. Yes, because of the because right. of the musician, you know. Right. Photographers, uh, Jed, you know, photographers are amazing human beings because we, we, we like storytelling uh, and we love technology, we love software, we love Photoshop, we love editing. But we have to be, we have to interpret, we have to be Confident and confidence will never come unless your technical virtuosity or your technical ability is down. Yeah. You have it down, and it doesn't get in the way. The camera can do a lot, but you still have to be highly trained. Second nature stuff. Yeah. And photographers, not everybody, but quite a bit of us listening to the podcast. Maybe you're sitting in your car listening to this. I don't know. But when was the last time you actually trained yourself to be faster at setting up your speed lights or oh. setting up groups or creating mm -hmm. uh, a goal? For example, like I want to do a three flash setup, uh, channels A, B, and C, and I want channel C to be zoomed at 200 millimeters uh, on the flash head, and, and then I want to put a gel on flash A, then time yourself. How fast does it take you? Does it take you 10 seconds? Does it take you 30 minutes? Hmm. Is it, if it takes you 30 minutes, you're never going to use that lighting creativity in a real job. You'll never be able to use it. You have to be responsive at a job. You, you, if you get inspired by something and you're like, oh man, I just felt like I got, I want to be able to create this. You should be able to create that within 30 seconds, no matter how complicated it is. Because you want to be able to offer your client a fantastic experience. And if you're fumbling around with lights and gear and equipment, right. that is hampering exactly. their experience. Exactly. And then that's going to come through in the imagery. It is going to come through, and then you're providing average photographs of a person. Yeah. And photographs of people is not what we do. It's photographing souls, photographing huh. feelings, photographing emotions, photographing people's memories. No, I don't care about the person. I don't care to see their skin. I see, I see skin. I see people's faces everywhere I go. That's not exciting for anyone. Right. That's like eating broccoli, you know? Right. We want to see what about that person, you know? What is it that makes that person? What are the stories in that person's brain? You what is their life? The soul, the I essence. care about the soul, the essence of the human being behind right. them. And technology can help us get there. But I'm telling you, telling photographers, why don't, maybe it's time, if, instead of just buying the gear and then just like, using it at 1% of its capability, why don't you 
get out there and know everything about those cameras and those flashes and see, create little goals for yourself and see how can I use this goal on the real world? How fast does it take me to get to this point? What can this, how can this technology help me do something extraordinary instead of just average? How can this technology help me capture the essence of the person instead of just what they look like? We gotta step it up, man. Cameras are stepping up, flashes and strobes are stepping up and photographers still refuse to freaking train themselves why? You know, why to, do they refuse? Because they are playing with the toys. These ah. are not toys. Ah. These are not toys. These are respectable instruments that have a purpose. Then ah. you have to treat it that way. I have not you know? heard that. I have not heard that explanation as as to why yet. <laughs> People are yeah. usually like, "Oh, they're afraid," but you're you're saying they're they're perceiving the equipment wrong. They're like looking at the whole thing yeah. from the wrong point of view. Yeah, they think. Um, for example, uh, let me think of an example here. Um, well, and what you're really saying is there's an awful lot more potential there than they're even than they're even aware of. Right. Like these these instruments, you call them these tools, rather than toys, or rather than even just merely gear. Right. They're capable of helping somebody create something so much more, and you call it the hot sauce, right? That, yep, the hot sauce. That above, mm -hmm. like that above above average. Exactly type of image and experience right. that people are even aware of because they, mm -hmm. they kind of stop there in their mm -hmm. minds and, and, mm -hmm. and look at it a certain way. And you're saying there's just so much more to it. And I think, I, I, I am saying that I think um, if you spend the money on the gear, which we all do and we all love, yeah. um, it's actually for your own benefit to go beyond the basics of the camera. That's what I'm getting at. You know That's what I'm what saying? I'm yes. Like, look, I, I know cameras pretty well, I would say. I still yeah. I still go over the man. I, st I don't want to say read the manual. I don't want to be that guy. But <laughs> but but I don't want to be that guy, you know. I know what I know what that guy is. I'm not that. <laughs> but I am saying But I am saying be curious. Be curious. Yeah. Be curious. Allow yourself to be curious. Please either. do it. Be curious. What what is this feature I've never used? Right. And then write down in your piece of paper, how can this feature be used in a job? Why, why was this feature even engineered? Right. Why, was why, it there? why is it there? Right. Now, why is it there? You know, right. um, you know those focusing, pre-programmed focusing styles that Canon cameras have? Like, yes. like focusing one is for speedy movement or right, right, five, right. Yeah. two is for like vertical movement yep. and three. Um, I've actually seen that in the manual. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. When my son was born, Lucas, um, I never looked at those things. I never really did. And uh -huh. uh, now, with uh, when the like when the when these cameras come out, and you kind of want to experiment with what what these things are for. Right. I actually started being curious about uh -huh. this, and and not that I ever would, you know, in my professional life, I've, I would never use those presets. You know, I, I just use the the focusing the way I do, but. I started using, I started getting curious about these presets, photographing my child running around like crazy. And um, I nailed 99% of him no matter where he was. And, right. and when you try to do that manually, uh, I can still get a pretty high percentage, but the technology was there for a reason. And mm -hmm. I was never curious, curious enough to, to explore it. And now that I do, I'm like, hmm, how can I use this in a job? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe this technology is there for a reason. Maybe, right. maybe, these things are worth looking at with more detail. Um, the silent shutter on the Canon EOS R, mm -hmm. how could I use that in a job? What if you're photographing somebody very, that's apprehensive about being photographed or mm -hmm. is awkward or is uncomfortable? Would this silent shutter be a tool that you could use, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and the eye tracking, so not only 
can this person not, not not see a camera right in front of their face, but but they won't hear the shutter interrupting. What if they're telling a story and that story awakens that essence that we're trying to photograph because their their brain triggers expression in the face, right? And we're trying to photograph that entire process, but if that shutter keeps going off, it's distracting to the whole experience. You what know? do you say to the person that answers or comes back at you in response to this and says something like, I don't think I'm capable. I, I'm, let me try to word this right. The people that are that, that just see themselves as not being technically savvy enough, I don't have, I'm not technically savvy. I'm not a gearhead or I'm not, I don't know about that. Or that stuff doesn't come easy to me. So I'm not really ever going to be able to, to do what you're talking about. All I'm right. Not, I'm not capable of that. Well, I'll ask them, are you able to walk? Are you able to lift a <laughs> bottle of water? Are you able to uh, put a simple. fork to your mouth? Because that takes more, that takes more from an anatomy point of view, like balance, uh, having one leg in front of the other. If you can manage that, you can't, of course you can manage the, the okay. technology. I mean, the technology is not made to be difficult. Right. The technology is made to be there. Right. Uh, it's, it's uh, it's a lot more user friendly than than a. It's a lot more user friendly than it used to be in general. Yeah, and it's a lot more user friendly than what people think it is. Exactly. Like if you don't give it a shot, you're not going to realize how easy it could That's very right. well be. I teach this workshop in Tucson. It's a lighting class, and people come over and they say, "I I I'm not a technical person. I've never really used flashes." And and I said, "Why not?" And they're like, "Well, you know, you you." You got your channels, you know, mm. you got your groups. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. I'm not a technical uh, person. That's Those are the people that I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, I'm not a technical person. Because I hear that person. all the time. Everyone's a technical person. You, 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 you have a cell phone, don't you? <laughs> I mean, you turn it on and, yeah. and, you, and, you, and yeah. you record contacts yeah, and then you yeah, say yeah. safe and then you yeah. post their photo on Instagram. I mean, yeah. you, everyone's yeah. a technical person. So I show them um, some basic things, you know, like here's, here's how you convert the flash from manual to TTL. And, he, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh. I was like, oh. I mean, you, you bought a $500 flash. <laughs> $500 flash and you know it would have taken three seconds on YouTube right or on a book right uh, especially right. I, I I'm a book guy so I you know on a book and be able to say okay you just have to push this one button and right. here's what that button does right and why would you go to manual why would you go to TTL very simple you know TTL allows you the the, the, the flash basically looks at the scene and says okay I'm just gonna flash to what I think middle the middle exposure would be right to keep it simple right manual it's not hard you choose if it's too bright you make it darker if it's too dark you make it brighter and that's the end of the story yeah it's not hard right right know? just like there's com there's a lot of common sense involved mm -hmm. in the whole process as you're as you're going through it and thinking through it that's too. right what um, other what other kinds of hot sauce well yesterday at the canon stage for example um mm -hmm. I, I i wanted to prove the point of creating some hot sauce on, okay. on, on, with limited equipment okay. and on stage. And I created this, I mean, it's weird for me to say, I, a beautiful angelic image uh, photograph of the model that was provided by Canon. And I did it all with one flash, a paper towel, okay? One flash, a paper towel, a diffuser, and some cardboard I found somewhere on I don't know, some piece of cardboard I found that had a dark side. Yeah. That dark side of the cardboard was used to, to cut out shadows to subtract light from the face. Uh -huh. The flash was shot through a diffuser and it created just, I don't know, it was probably one of my favorite photos I've ever photographed live on the Canon stage. 
and the audience you can see when the photo came up on the screen they all you like, hear it yes right? they gasp yeah. they're like oh my yeah. gosh right yeah. Yeah. and i said that's what i'm talking about you know yeah. that was done with one flash yeah. there's this misconception that you gotta add if you buy 15 flashes you gotta use all 15 flashes on every shoot mm -hmm. because then you're not getting your money's worth or something sure i get it yeah, 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 yeah. if you buy 15 flashes you may not need any of them if, if the right. lighting is what you want it to be right but lighting external lighting like flashes or strobes or whatever allows you to put light where you want and light should be a piece of communication right. it should not just be used for illumination right. so remember if you are trying to communicate something to the viewer of the photograph it's gonna have to happen through light light is the communicator not just a tool to illuminate the person okay so i want to let people know when you shoot your uh your, your photographs are you using light just to see the exposure yeah or are you using light in a way to communicate a message to the viewer mm -hmm. of the photograph mm -hmm. so that's that's more hot sauce <laughs> that's the hot sauce I like that's the hot sauce. I, if the light communicates something, you right. got the hot sauce right in it. You you put your ghost pepper, Tabasco, whatever your flavor is, put it on, put it on. You how know? did how did Roberto Valenzuela become the brand? How did the man <laughs> Roberto Valenzuela become the brand Roberto Valenzuela? Easy. I worked really hard. I trained harder than anyone that I I woke up. I was motivated. I was persistent, and I did not wanted to be an average photographer. That's that's the brand. I, I'm i about working hard. I'm not about the shortcuts. I'm not about the easy, easy approaches. I'm not about the make yourself rich quick schemes. I'm not about any of that. I'm about work your ass off and it will pay off. It, would it surprise you that you that know? just is the flat out common theme in the last two and a half years that I've been doing this when I ask somebody like you, yeah, how did you how did you become who you are? How did you get to where you were? Right. It's always hard work. Is it? Yeah. You know, Jed, when I came to the WPI uh, the first time, maybe 14, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. I couldn't even afford to stay at the hotel where the convention was being held. Yeah. I was a skinny little kid walking into the hotel. I stayed at a motel with my wife. Um, it was my wife and I at the hotel, but I think there were other living beings in the room. <laughs> Uh, okay, there were other living creatures. I don't know how many roaches we found, but we were not alone. Okay, we were not alone, we were not alone in, in the room. <laughs> okay, um, I was shy. I was scared. I was overwhelmed by the magnitude of the show of WPPI and 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 the and the, and the amount of talent here. Mm -hmm. And I cannot believe. Actually, I can believe the the work that I put me put me here today. You know, I understand the hard work piece, okay? Because I get that, and I and I think that's right on the money. How did you overcome the shy piece? How did you gain confidence? How did you how did you become in that area? Again, I think that goes down to waking up, going to your living room, and grabbing your grabbing your equipment. And when you know your equipment, your confidence increases. Okay. So uh, that's just the true the true my honest opinion about my confidence mm -hmm. my confidence I, if you're shy because you don't know you're giving yourself you, less things to worry about you are if if i want to create a certain type of image and the technical know-how it's already in my head then i can just execute that vision focus on other stuff yeah i can just execute that vision everyone uh that has a camera and a flash can go get a mannequin from on online, put the mannequin in your home. Mm -hmm. um, that could be a little creepy. Maybe put it in the dungeon <laughs> or put it somewhere else. I don't know. Because the dungeon's not creepy. The dungeon would be 
more creepy, creepy only if you bring guests to the dungeon. <laughs> but if if it's only you at the dungeon, so well, that's put creepy too. Put it in a dungeon too. that nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And have your mannequin there. Um, I did buy mannequins, and and I worked on my lighting, yes. and um, I worked on my lighting, and um, that's where the um, that's where I trained myself. I trained myself in lighting using plastic mannequins. I also trained using fruits and vegetables that I had sure. laying around. For real. I did. Yeah. I did. I really did. The the banana skins of a banana kind of emulate the skin of a person. So I actually practiced lighting ratios with with bananas and, right. and it's, it's a true story. I, I I had a very very humble beginnings in this entire thing. Yeah. I could barely afford the camera the camera and lens I got. Um, but when I started getting my transmitter and my flashes and I started trying to bring the hot sauce in, I, hmm. what do you photograph? If you wait till you have a model in front of you, you may be waiting five days to be able to get a practice session it. in. I then you it. have to go to Model Mayhem. Then they have to, you have to say thank you and, and right. apologize. You have to buy them a bottle of wine if, if it's your friend. <laughs> if it's your wife or your kids, they never want to see you again because you're taking <laughs> the pictures too much and you're, you're annoying half the world. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I was my confidence in my lighting came first because I was able to practice with items in my house, yeah. like fruits. Right. My confidence in posing took a lot longer. Okay. Okay. That was yeah, that you do need human beings. Right. You know, you do need human beings right. for this. Um, but my, I, I, I want, I want people to take the opportunities to learn, to learn. Uh, lighting and posing and take those things seriously because those two things lighting posing especially composition too but lighting and posing will allow you to be free in order to capture something with higher emotional value higher caliber so those things in particular are what are what you focus on really trying to help people with and really trying to yeah. teach people because i know how much it did for me right you know um, that's why I invest so much of my time and energy creating platforms, classes, workshops, lighting right. workshops, posting workshops, that, are, that these are opportunities. These are all the years of training that I've had. It is, it is for you to now grab it, you know, right. if you want to grab it. Right. It's there for you. Uh, people have no problem buying equipment, but there is this block of like, I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't want to learn how to use it. I, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't want to pay for anybody to teach me how to become a way higher caliber photographer. Why not? Right. Why not? Right. You, you buy the gear to suck? No, you don't. You buy the gear to do something amazing with right. it, right? Right. So I have opportunities there. There's a lot of great educators out there. Yeah. The, the, the things that I can provide for people are, are classes in posing, which to me, it is critical. Yeah. If somebody doesn't, if you photograph clients, and clients are not experts in photography, they still know when they don't look good because the post looks like they're hunching or don't you they, think the posing, flattering. Don't you think the posing in and of itself is hot sauce? The, like When the pose is invisible, that's the hot sauce. When the pose doesn't show up in the photograph, okay. when the pose looks like a blatant pose, like you're posing the, photo, the, right. the photographer, pose, they're just posing there because the photographer told them to, right. that's where you need help. Right. Okay, that's right. where I, I, if you're listening to the podcast, if the photos look like you post the person, right. you have broccoli, you have <laughs> flavorless food in your plate. So the secret okay. to posing, if I'm hearing you right, yeah. is, is making it look as though it wasn't. Correct. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's it. That's what I work every day for uh -huh. is when people look at the photo, I want 
the the essence, the message, the the mood, whatever. I don't want the post to distract you from that. Right. The post, the post should be part of the person. It shouldn't be some weird, contrived, forced body position that you force people in right. because you just thought that's posing. Right. Posing, it is a critical aspect of being a photographer if you photograph people. And lighting is lighting is what puts it all on paper, basically. Right. Okay, You can pose nice, and if the light's terrible, it's going to just go back to flat. It's yeah. bland. It is magical when you create a beautiful portrait that's posed in a way that you cannot even tell it was posed, right. but it's lit in a way that communicates something. That's why there's these opportunities to learn how to do these things with or without equipment. This year, 2020, I am giving photographers the opportunity to bring some hot sauce to their lighting game by going to the photo creators, the photo creators conference. Right. Now, why did I create this conference? I created it because if I was going back 10 years ago and I, and I could create the, the, the dream place where I could really fo focus on a single subject, mm -hmm. it would be something like this. The Photo Creators Conference is only a lighting and printing education uh, company um, conference. And why printing? Because printing is how you make a lot of your money as a photographer. Mm -hmm. you, you buy, people don't really pay for the shoots as much these days because the shoots are everywhere. Right. But if the shoot is amazing, the photos that you take in that shoot are amazing, and then you learn how to sell your skill, mm -hmm. and then you print it, and you frame it, and you mat it, and then you, people buy these things, and you have sets ready for your clients, and, and you, you understand what is the psychology of what makes people want to buy a big print versus just trying to sell them a photo. Two very different things. Selling a client a photo is very different than understanding the, the consumer behavior, the psychology of why they should buy a piece of art, a piece of wall art for their yeah. home. Yeah. These things are gonna be are gonna be what we're gonna concentrate in. So uh, I'm inviting some of the world's best lighting educators to this conference in our dude ranch in Tucson with an amazing experience at the ranch, beautiful. So it's gonna be me, Joel Grimes, Jen Russellbaum, and Rocco and Cora. Mm -hmm. Now, the way this is designed is to be an to be an overall lighting conference. Yeah. I'm going to be teaching all flashes, everything. Mm -hmm. So, if you are struggling with flash, if flash is being used at the basic levels, I want to awaken that creativity using flashes because they're portable, because they're easy to carry, because they're easy to come by. And if that's the tool you have at hand, wherever your photo shoots may be, I want you to be a master of your craft. And that's going to be my portion. Joel Grimes is going to be teaching everything that's to do with strokes. He's one of the greatest commercial portrait photographers I have ever seen. Yeah. And his control of light and strokes and modifiers is second to none. I want people to have that knowledge also. I want him to know if I buy a, a pro photo strobe or whatever brand you choose and you have a certain modifier, why would you choose this modifier? Why would this modifier be used instead of another one? Mm -hmm. All of that. Jen Rosenbaum is going to be in charge of teaching all things related to natural light, mm -hmm. how to read it, how to harness it, how to get the most out of it, how to create shadows, how to change shadow density using natural light, how to flatter people using natural light, how to create dimension using natural light, how to flatter people using natural mm -hmm. light. That's her world. 
Uh, she's also going to teach how to combine LED continuous lights with natural light. And then Rocco Ancora coming in from Australia, he's going to finish this by teaching you how to edit, how to retouch to a beautiful level, and then most importantly, how to print it so it looks like the photo is alive in the paper, not just a flat image in the paper. So all the post stuff, he's, he's going to take he's care of He's all the post. So you put together, uh, you've essentially put together a group and you've created a conference that you wished you would have had 10 years ago. It would have been very helpful. And this is in May, yeah. right? This is in May 18th through the 21st, 2020. Right. And what you just said is exactly right. It would have been very helpful to me right. 10 years ago right. to have, instead of getting a little bit of knowledge here, a little bit of knowledge there, a little bit of, instead of having to piecemeal all my education together, right. it would have been nice to go to a place and say, where can I go to just nail my lighting? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then I just want to go there. And, and see what that see what that does to your education, you know. Um, I think people will benefit not only from a financial point because our goal is not only to learn lighting, but to learn how to sell yourself so that skill can be monetized. Does that make sense? Yeah, your White House loves everything you're saying, <laughs> <laughs> and I love and I do too. Like from a personal standpoint, right? Because of course I work for White House, but my wife and I have had a studio, and we we have seen the benefits over and over of everything you're talking about on the front end. But then from a printing standpoint as well, like those printed pieces mean so very, very much. Exactly. Um, and not, not just from a profit standpoint, of course they do, but also from a personal standpoint. 100%. Um, for, for everybody involved. 100%. What, when you look at where you're at now and where you've, where have you, where you've come, how far you've come, and think about where you, where you started <laughs> what are what are the feelings that come to mind? Like on a personal level, what what stirs in you when you consider that journey? I feel incredibly blessed, man. It, it has been, and I don't mean blessed in a, I don't mean it like just in a, like in a religious way or anything. I'm talking mm -hmm. about blessed because it has been a dream like journey for me. Mm -hmm. I I came in as a shy little boy that was excited about photography. I was just so pumped up, I was full of curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. And to, to like, like I've shot the campaign for the 5D Mark IV for Canon, you know? Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe my photos were at the Whitney Museum of Art in New York. <laughs> like, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about a cheesy pinch me scenario here. Yeah. I'm talking about, this is real, like yeah. this happened. Mm -hmm. um, I was in India last year and I got up on stage and and people applauded and got a standing ovation. And I, I almost started crying because I am not someone that's, that takes these things for granted. Mm -hmm. I'm a person that's very, um, very thankful. Uh, and I'm, I, I'm full of gratitude for the, the support of every photographer and every educator that has shown me. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It has been an amazing journey. Um, last year, Canon sent me on a 10-country tour mm -hmm. for the Canon EOS R of 10 Southeast Asian countries. I got to go to Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, Viet Hanoi, Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, mm -hmm. Hong Kong. Um, I went to India, M Mumbai. I went to Taipei, Taiwan. I went to Bangkok. I went to uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. The list goes on and yeah. on. <laughs> and this Amazing was, places. Oh, my gosh. And I seriously... I don't want to be cheesy or anything, and I never, I, you know, don't really show emotion much in in in, the, in the industry things. But I I felt like I was I felt like I wanted to cry every time I saw every time I was leaving a country, and I saw 
what everything, everyone, how they treated me, how the work that I showed um, inspired people. But more importantly than inspiring, I wanted to empower people to yeah. that they can do it. If you're that shy person sitting sitting in the in the in the audience. You don't have to be sitting in the audience being the shy person forever. You, you know? don't have to You be. don't. You can kill it. You oh. are a killer. You, you, people just don't know that it's in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be the shy person. Photography is not, uh, I don't think photography, especially people photography, yeah. is a discipline for the shy. Uh, photography, I think people photography, you have to have confidence in you. Yeah. Because if people f smell confidence if you portray confidence a lot of your work is going to come through right. if you are shy and quiet and you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to let go you don't want to be vulnerable if you're just no i just want to take my pictures then maybe photojournalism or, or 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 commercial photography or something like that well those attitudes and behaviors are going to manifest in the imagery like that that shows up you know if you're if you're yeah. confident that's going to have an impact yeah. on the final output that's right and vice versa that's right but i need to correct myself i don't mean being shy in general i'm being being shy while you're shooting sure okay sure i you can be shy in general yeah but you have to be a killer tiger when you're shooting okay so that makes you sense? can still be you can still be a shy person yeah you can be a shy person <laughs> right. but you're when you when you're trying to bring something out when you're trying to get the hot sauce in the shoot mm -hmm. in the shot in the photographs mm -hmm. Hot sauce is not gonna come from being quiet and shy and, mm -hmm. and timid in the in the dark corners of the. Right. You you're gonna have to come out. You know. Right. You're gonna have to get that tiger out of you, and you're gonna right. have to be like, for those ten seconds you're doing those pictures, you have to just kill it. The killer instinct must come out, or you will be shooting flavorless food Broccoli. for the rest of your career. Does that make I sense? I love the hot sauce philosophy. I do, and and I think it's I think it's important. Probably now more than it ever has been. Where can people go to find you um, and the information that you were talking about with your workshops and all the and, and social media stuff, like all the all the regular details? Where well, can people find you? I like I, I like I like letting people know that when I when in my social media in, in Instagram, which is uh -huh. I, I would say that's the main thing people can see what yes. I what I'm doing, and it's not just to see what I'm doing. I am actually sharing for the purpose of inspiring and, and, and getting people pumped up about the possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I, and I usually do a description of how I did the photograph because I'm not just showing the picture. I right. want people to learn from it. Right. So that's my Instagram account and that's Roberto underscore photo. Yeah. I have another one that I don't post as much as I should. It's called Roberto Weddings. That's like a wedding one. But the main account is Roberto underscore photo. Uh, I do encourage people to to see what it's like to go to a serious conference based on a single subject of lighting and printing and see what that does to your career. Yeah. And that's going to be the photo creators. That's going to be at thephotocreators.com. Mm -hmm. That is in May 18th through the 21st mm -hmm. in Tucson, Arizona at a dude ranch in the Sonoran Desert. Mm -hmm. We're going to be having dinner, wine, breakfast, lunch together. It's going to be an amazing time. But most importantly, I hope when you leave that conference, you were 20 times the photographer you were when you came in. And I hope, more importantly, that you know how to monetize that skill because yeah. at the end, we need to 
all the skill in the world is not going to pay the bills. Right. So we are going to train you and train everybody that comes on how to monetize that skill set so clients decide you are the man for the job. Fantastic. I don't want people to want to hire you. I want people to need to hire you. Right. Those are two very different feelings. So, And then you have my posing workshops, which I think are very critical for people to know. And those are on my, work, my website, uh, robertovalenzuela.com. Yeah. And you click on the workshop link, choose the I'm doing like eight posing workshops. I do about eight a year. And uh, and this is the first year where I'm doing two-day workshops, which is my normal. And I'm also offering a one-day option for people that cannot get away as much, but they still want to learn the material. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's been fun, man. Man, the hot sauce. I'm going to be the thinking sauce. about the hot sauce yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I eat hot sauce for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't have a meal without it. Do you like Cholula? No. Oh, that's mine. What do you like? Uh, I, I I need much higher stuff, man. <laughs> you need okay. hot, hot sauce. Yes, I I'm all about the ghost pepper and oh, the Carolina Reapers. Buddy, and, okay. And uh, I put ghost pepper powder on my eggs every day. I oh. I travel. I travel oh. with ghost pepper powder in my in my bag on the plane. So when I'm on a plane, I put my powder in. Then people are like coughing up the lung. No, They're like, what is yeah, that? Well, I'm like, you know, sorry. Considering you're saying chili was not hot sauce, then okay, I got chili it. is like melted candy. Yeah, in a hot yeah. sauce bottle. You're right. You're sorry, right. Jen. No, you're on another level. Yeah, in, it's just, in, in many ways, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate this. No man, thank this. you guys. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you so much.